One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. I hope you all had a great Christmas and New Year's. This is the first episode of Move Your Mind for 2024, and we're starting with a super inspirational person. His name's Tim Connellan, and he's the founder and CEO of TLC for Kids. He founded TLC for Kids in 1998 after addressing a cancer support group as a motivational speaker. He was inspired by their stories to create an organization that supports all children in hospital, no matter the illness. In 2014, he received the Australian of the Year Local Hero Award, and in 2019, he became a member of the Order of Australia. We dive deep into Tim's story, we broke down some of the key factors that have led to his long-term success with TLC for Kids, and we also discuss the launch of his new TLC for Kids app, Tap to Distract. Tim, so great to meet you, mate. I really appreciate you reaching out and uh, making the time to come on the podcast. Sounds like you're doing really incredible work and I you know, can't wait to share with our listeners what you're doing. Thanks, Nick. This is a great opportunity, so I'm really excited about it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we might just jump in and to give our listeners a, a bit of a background on yourself and the work you're doing, um, would you be able to just tell me a bit about your background and essentially how you came to be you know, doing what you're now doing and, and what that is? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so my name is Tim Canolan. Uh, I, I set up TLC for Kids 25 years ago. Uh, and that was actually, it was to fill a need that wasn't being met by other charities. Uh, I was doing motivational work. I was a professional DJ. Uh, I was in the clothing industry. Um, so pretty varied job um, history in the past. But that actually led me to do some charitable work with a few families. And uh, one of the kids that I was working with got transferred to the Children's Hospital in Melbourne. And I'd organised a phone call from Jimmy Barnes for his birthday. And uh, Jimmy was calling my phone, so I had to organise with the hospital that I actually got there. And um, when I met the, uh, the PR uh, manager there, so her name's Anna Dara. She's actually a co-founder of TLC for Kids now. Uh, but I met her and... Part of her role was looking after the charities and doing media and publicity for the hospital. And But she got to know what the charities were doing and the support they were giving kids. And uh, when I met Anna and found out how many kids were missing out, that's where we identified a gap uh, in the, the charity industry. And we thought we have to set up something to catch kids before they hit the ground and uh, make sure that there's another support base for them. And that was the emotional and a bit of practical support for them. So that was the impetus behind TLC for Kids and why it started. Uh, my personal journey um, that led me to do the motivational work and the charity work, I had the absolute honour of meeting a young boy. Uh, his name is Francis. He was only 17 years old and I was 21 at the time. And um, we were at a camp. Uh, my brother and I were doing some work with these kids with the motivational work. And on this camp, it was all cancer kids and their siblings. And got to know the kids really well, did these fantastic workshops. And uh, they really enjoyed learning how to stay positive and goal setting, positive thinking, that sort of thing. And just after the camp, I got a phone call from the young boy and uh, he said that he got back from the doctors and unfortunately, 
they've given me some really bad news that he's only got about a month to live, which absolutely floored me. So spending a fair bit of time with Francis, uh, I, I got him to basically let me know what he wanted to achieve um, in these last you know, weeks of his life. And he had three simple wishes. He wanted a surfboard. He wanted a pair of runners, even though he knew he couldn't use them because his health was so, it had deteriorated so much. But he wanted to take a breath without pain because he, he sadly had uh, cancer in his lungs. And part of the motivational work I was doing was also teaching people how to do meditation. So I, I made a couple of phone calls, organised the surfboard and runners for him, which was fantastic. And then I sat down with him and uh, talked him through a very basic meditation to see if we can get a, a few breaths for him. And after about 45 minutes, he took three, breath, three, three deep breaths without any pain at all. And it was a beautiful moment. Uh, and so I, I, I had a couple of manly tears because <laughs> it was so emotional. <laughs> But it was nice. And, and when I left Francis and he, his uh, mum and his nurse, look, this is really good. Look, I've helped this kid do these three wishes. And then sadly got a phone call from his mum a couple of days later to let me know that, unfortunately, uh, Francis had passed away, which was devastating. So I went around and I saw uh, his mum and I sat with her for about two hours. And what she said was Francis had understood and appreciated everything everyone had done. He wasn't scared. He wasn't angry. But the thing that he wanted the most was a breath without pain. Mm. And she said, you gave that to him. And the second she told me, I thought, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. So very young, very lucky to have found a calling. Um, and so from Francis, I've focused on helping more sick kids. Then when TLC was created to help even more sick kids, that launched the services that we have today. And now it's uh, 25 years later. And the services have been used over 14 million times so far to help kids going through tough times in and out of hospital. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing that, mate. And an incredible story. It's, I mean, it it's pretty grounding hearing things like that, and I guess it it really makes you realise what is actually important in life. And I think we, you know, we can get so caught up in so many different trivial things, and the work you're doing, it just you know, it brings you back to reality and makes you so grateful for everything we have. And I think it's, yeah, it's incredible and amazing that you, you know, you had that foresight to make that move at such a young age. It's, in, you know, incredible. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I, know, I, I know I say it a lot, but I do believe I'm, I'm lucky and it was a bit of a, you know, the right time at the right place um, to find that calling and so young to do it so that's something I, I look back on appreciate every day but I, I, I thank Francis for that I've got his photo in my office and I, I look and think about him every single day because um, we wouldn't be here if I hadn't met him yeah so, absolutely yeah, good luck very lucky absolutely and and is it the kind of thing where like what I've found with doing the work in mental health and um, you know the whenever I go and do a talk or anything like that I found it it's helped my own well-being as much as the other people is it the kind of thing that you've experienced because i think it's a really important message for you know people to understand when we do these things you know it, it has that sort of holistic um benefit and there's very few things that make you feel better than doing something where you can in some you know small or big way see that you're genuinely helping make a difference in someone's life uh, I, I could not agree more and it's exactly what it does it, it fills my cup 
Um, it, it, I've, I've said this many times in the past as well. It makes my heart sing because if you can genuinely help somebody without any intention or expectation to get anything in return, uh, where it is a true offering of assistance and support and empathy, which is really important for people because they don't need sympathy, um, but uh, a lot of people can really benefit from uh, empathy where you put yourself in their shoes. And I find that really rewarding for myself, as does the team, um, because we're genuinely helping people at that pivotal time in their lives where they could just have a bit of a hand up to get through the next stage. And we are always grateful to be able to be in a position to help these families. Um, but we constantly look at the situation they're in and just, you know, we, we wish and hope that they weren't there. Um, mm. But we have to look at the positive thinking. Well, we've helped make a difference in their life. And sometimes it might be a few seconds, a few minutes, a few hours, or even a few days, or it could be a life-changing moment where we've stepped in at the right time and helped them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's a really interesting point, what you said on the empathy. Uh, a lot of, and it's no one's fault, but if we haven't been, if we haven't felt something um, ourselves or we haven't been in that situation and seen it firsthand like you're talking about, a lot of the time, and I see this in mental health, so often, uh, especially in organizations when we're trying to do programs and trying to make that cultural change, it's really, really difficult to get people to understand and have that empathy for other people. And it's not because they're a bad person. It's because you don't have that touch point. If you haven't been through the experience, if you haven't seen it firsthand, how are you going to? So is that something you've seen a lot? And how big of a, um, I don't know if issue is the right word, but um, how important is it, do you think, that people do have those experiences on some degree to be able to you know, relate to each other? I think the advantage we've got, because mental health is, is it's critical for everybody, everybody's well-being, um, even success in business, you have to have strong mental health and you have to be able to compartmentalise situations where you can not fully remove yourself from a situation. Uh, one of my um, former mentors uh, taught me to always respond rather than react to every situation. And if you can respond to things, then you can put yourself in a better mental state to look at the outcome and think what will be the best um, for myself and for those that I'm you know, working with. The advantage we've got with the, uh, especially on the line in, in terms of empathy, we've had so many very different situations and cases where we have assisted families. So we've had first-hand experience working with the healthcare professionals, working with doctors and social workers, and working directly with the families and the kids to get their story. And we've always put ourselves in their shoes to think, well, okay, so if you were receiving this, if you were receiving some help, how would you feel if somebody walked in and said X, Y, Z, if they gave you something? And one of the biggest challenges we've had, Nick, was not, not, um, not having families feel like they're a charity case because mm. nobody likes to put your hand out saying, look, look, I need help. It's the biggest thing. It's, it's sad because if everybody put their hand up to say, hey, can I have a bit of help here, the world will be an absolutely much stronger and better place for it. But society and social media and a lot of influence comes along the board, you know, don't say that you need help because that can potentially be a sign of weakness where it's the exact opposite. The strongest people ask for help. And that's where we've seen that these families, in a way, how we do it, we, we give them a hand up so it doesn't feel like a handout for them. 
empower them, get them through their situation. And even with all of our services, we try and empower the child or empower the family so they feel like they're in a bit of control. And that all ties back into that empathetic situation where, well, when you feel like you're in control, you feel strong and powerful. And if you can share that with them, and that's an easier uh, dialogue to have with the families rather than thinking, hey, look, I haven't been in your situation, so I don't even know where to start. You just start with the basics on what's going to make you feel good for the next few minutes or the next day and then take it from there. Don't try and battle the, the next year or 10 years of your life. Take it day by day and baby steps. That's the, I think that's been the core part of what we do to uh, make that difference. Yeah, I think all I think all amazing points there, what you're talking about. And I think um, in all context of life, like baby steps are so important. I think that message about asking for help, we need to learn to be able to ask for help because no matter who you are, no one has really been able to accomplish anything in life or get through anything without support. None of us. And it, the people we think are the strongest, they have support. And it it's good that it's changing, but that's got a long way to go still where we need to really break down that barrier in society and, you know, educate people and let them know that it's just, it's normal. You know, we're meant to be in communities. We're meant to support each other. And uh, I totally agree with what you were saying, that if we all had that attitude, we would live in a completely different world. It would just be, you know, night and day how different it would be. Um, and the other point for our listeners that I think was, I, I love what you said about um, not being reactive to situations. So when something happens, rather than just reacting and going with whatever emotion comes up, being able to pause and actually take in the situation and then work out what the response is, because that, that's a very, takes a huge amount of self-awareness to do that. and something I'm continually working on, getting better at, but not always. <laughs> depends what mood I'm in <laughs> that day. Depends how tired I am. Uh, but it makes a huge difference. You know, that's a, I think it's a really, really good point, what you were saying there on that one. Thank you. Yeah, I, I literally live by that. Um, and, yes, you know, it's, it's not the perfect, uh, the perfect way to respond to absolutely every single thing, but becomes a habit. So when you start doing it, take a step back, even for a few seconds or a couple of minutes, just take a step back and, Think about the situation before you hit send, before you write that next thing, before you say something. Um, it can make a, a massive difference, but we have to uh, instill that habit, which is, you know, if we can do something for 60 days in a row, then it's, it becomes part of what you're doing. So, but also don't be too hard on yourself if you don't get it right, because uh, as you mentioned, we're all human. <laughs> so exactly. we're allowed to make mistakes and we're allowed to just grow and evolve. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, please click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends, and follow me on Instagram at Nick Brax. I really appreciate your ongoing support. We're all going to have good and bad days, and it's just about consistency, and if you're having a bad day, that's okay, but you know, come back and try again the next day. And, and it, like you said, exactly, habits are the only way we're really going to make that long-term change, so another really good point there. Um, a lot of oh, our listeners... Yeah, no, I think it's I, I, the habit stuff, I think, yeah, it's such a huge one. Um, but a lot of our listeners are, you know, very entrepreneurial and looking to do, you know, their own projects or businesses or whatever endeavor it is. So I'm interested um, for them to learn from you. You know, you started this 25 years ago, which is, I think is incredible, like that you, you know, you've built it into what it is now and um, such an amazing story. There must have been so many lessons along the way 
what what are some of the biggest challenges in building it to what it is today that have come up over over that journey? One of the biggest challenges was literally educating people on the importance of helping people. Uh, when when we started TLC for Kids, it was literally the goal was to help any child with any illness, um, regardless of their situation, and to work with the healthcare professionals and get rid of waiting lists. But because we were focusing on all kids, uh, we had a, a very big challenge to educate people to explain why anybody in a situation that may need that additional support should be helped and it shouldn't be based on their illness or their condition because it's something that you might have heard of before. So it was a mm. really, uh, it was an interesting journey. Uh, raising funds was very difficult. So luckily, uh, when st- I was still DJing um, when we started TLC for Kids. So I was working four nights a week and doing TLC seven days a week. So wow. luckily I could compensate uh, a lot of the expenses of the organisation to help families at the start. Uh, we had a pretty tough journey, though, with the, the fundraising and the competition as well. There's a lot of charities out there doing incredible mm. work. But one of those other challenges we had was trying to, I suppose, get our message through the white noise of so many support groups and so many people doing great things. And the dollar's only so big. So yeah. it can't be cut up in a million ways. It can only be cut up, you know, uh, and, it, and it doesn't get any bigger. So we also had that level of, not so much guilt, but uh, at the pressure thinking, oh, if, if we're raising funds, you know, does that take funds away from another charity? Mm. So we were trying to be a, 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 I don't know, as, as altruistic as we could be, but we had no resources and no funding to do this work. But we saw this massive gap. And unfortunately, it was the biggest, biggest number of people that needed the most help weren't getting it. So that was a that was a very big challenge. Even today, we're still educating people in part of our conversation, uh, as we've touched on before as well. We've got our app that we've released, which is completely free, uh, but there's part of it. It's an education process involved with that, so we know and we want to let people know there's not a. It's not. We're not building a database. We're not going to get your data. We're mm. not using this as a tool. It's literally just a free tool and a free resource that we want in the hands of everyone. So. I don't think we'll ever stop educating people, and that's that's been a, an ongoing thing for twenty five years. Still educating, probably ne- will never end. But um, I want to, yeah, I want to ask you more about the app in a second. But I, yeah, I found that really interesting what you're saying because I think those messages with you know having no resource at the beginning, having to fundraise, the difficult difficulty of doing that needing to find ways outside of working seven days a week to keep money coming in so you can keep the organization going I mean these are things that you know I've been through time and time again with the different ventures that I've done and I think every everyone doing you know whether it's a charity or starting a a business or whatever it is you sort of have to go through Uh, and like you're saying the you know the white noise the competition um, again that applies for pretty much any industry now so would you say that some part of that longevity has just been the fact that you had that passion and, you know, through the ups and downs, you just were driven to keep going and, you know, that's why you're here today? Because I think that's what seems to be the common denominator for people that have success in any area because it's so difficult that, you know, you see these charities come and go, you see businesses come and go because it filters out the people who, you know, aren't committed to just dedicating their life to it, I guess. So 
um, that's what I feel from you. But yeah, that is that would that be accurate? Absolutely. You you just stay the course, and life happens. So there's there's certain things that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The reason why you might have to pause what you are working on but the, the core thing that I've found uh, is that you just stay the course. If you're doing the right thing, if you're not doing anything wrong by people, if it is genuinely good, and that could be a charity, could be a business, could be anything you're doing, if it's going to add value to your life, to people's lives, just stay the course. And, of course, it's going to be up and down and there's I, I don't know of anybody that's just jumped into business and it's all just worked and they've never had a, a, a tough day in their life or a tough period in their life. If you stay the course, uh, you can help guide and, and encourage people uh, to do that as well. But uh, not, I'm not saying that's easy to stay the course, but if it is something that truly you believe in and you want, to, want it to happen, um, just do the hard yards and don't be afraid of hard work. Uh, you know, we're, we what is it? Somebody said you can sleep when you're dead. Um, <laughs> so not that I'm encouraging people to just do it without sleep, but don't look at each day thinking, oh, my God, this is so hard. I'm just going to give up. So because tomorrow it could be better. And if you, you yeah. stick with that, again, going back to what we were saying before, baby steps. So keep your passion, but do baby steps. So today is going to be a good day. And if it's not going to be good, change it. Do one thing. What is the one thing that you can do to make that day just a little bit better? And that's how you can stay the course and always remember why you started what you wanted to start and why you're doing what you do. And your actions speak mm. much louder than the words. That's another really, really good point there because I think that is, you know, a lot of the time you can start something for positive reasons and it becomes something that it's not or it takes you away from the reason you wanted to do it. And I think if you don't remind yourself that, you can, you'll get burnt out, you'll lose passion. Or you know, a number of things can happen. So I think really reminding yourself why you're doing it. Uh, for how how do you how have you or what are some ways that you've managed your personal mental health through this journey of you know doing of running your own organisation? I have a lot of routines that I have daily, um, and again, as I mentioned, Francis, literally, I, I, I look over my computer screen and I see his face. Yeah. So I have these little reminders around me. Um, I've even got for for those playing at home with a uh, with the video. Yeah. Um, we had a little model made of our TLC ambulance, one of our services, which we'll, we'll cover off shortly. But I have this on my desk, so I see that. So it's a daily reminder of the work we're doing and why we started. So it's really important to look at you and nurture your, your mental health, but take stock of what you've done. Always mm -hmm. look down at your feet and remember what led you to be exactly where you are today and take that time to reflect. One of the things that I, I remember reading this, and it, it literally changed my life. So the memories you have of the past create the uh, where you are today 
which is working towards the future. Mm. So those three things keep on coming in every single day. So think about what you're doing, where you are today and where you want to be. And it just becomes this, it's a really nice cycle that, um, again, can be shift and move around a little bit. But that's what I've found keeps me going. And that's really important for my own mental health to keep on reflecting back on the, the whys and the what's. Uh, of what we're doing so that's um that's a really nice i suppose tip um for anyone just and if you can have a little reminder around you even if it's a it might be a soft stone or something but it's really nice to have a tangible item mm. near or around you as a daily reminder of why you're doing what you do yeah really good points there you know and uh, very similar to what i try and implement into my own life you know having having these habits and daily rituals that you, you are going to do regardless of the chaos of whatever else could happen that you can't control in life. It sort of keeps you grounded. Uh, and then gratitude, like you're talking about there, I think is is so, so important to, to remind yourself. So, yeah, love, love those points. Um, so with this app, yeah, yeah you've, you've got this new app that has, has um, recently come out, I think you were saying, and uh, I'd love to, yeah, learn more about that and, you know, where it's currently at. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're super excited about it. Um, just a, a brief history on how it became um, the app that it is today. So our services have ranged from uh, our rapid TLC program, which is a referral-based program where nurses and doctors refer kids to us, where we pay for medical bills, food, fuel, sometimes helping out with funeral costs or something, a bit of respite for the family. It's a 24 to 48-hour turnaround time, so it's very fast for any child or any illness. So we have our referral program. We then launched a distraction box, uh, which we developed and launched in 2004. And this is a box of toys and items that engage children while they're having procedures or examinations. The concept behind it is to empower the kids, try and take away that fear and anxiety and focus on a non-pharmacological support. So if they can use less pain relievers and sedatives, that's a much better outcome for the kids. But the most important thing is to try and have that situation a lot calmer for the kids. And all of the items have been chosen by the healthcare professionals to have a specific purpose or they have an activity that will actually have a positive outcome for the kids. We then launched our TLC ambulance, which is for kids in palliative care, where we've actually custom built an ambulance uh, that is driven by volunteer paramedics, so it's medically safe and we take the child and their family out to a very special destination. Sadly, with that program, that's probably the last time the family's together, but we capture the whole day on film. It's the only service in Australia working with kids in palliative care. Um, it's it's beautiful um, to do it. It's heartbreaking, mm -hmm. but it's also heartwarming to give those moments back to those families. Uh, and it's helping families feel normal again. This has been the, the, the history and the, the focus of every service we provide. Then after the ambulance, we developed our distraction app, which is now using 20 years of experience in educational and occupational and play therapy that we've used with our distraction box. And we've put it into the palm of the hands of the children, their parents, medical staff, uh, emergency service people, anybody um, that is working with children. That was the primary focus. And it's got activities like breathing apps. It's got uh, look a find it game. It's got... Activities that can actually take your your focus away from the, the, the hectic life that we all have 
even for a couple of minutes. So you've got this nice, calm area of just safe play. I know there's been a lot of stories and a lot of focus on trying to get people off the screens because we're on our screens so much. But what we've done, we've got rid of all the, there's no pop-up ads, there's no sign-in, there's no links to other websites. It's very child and family friendly. But the idea is you can have a couple of minutes of very quiet, focused play while you are getting ready for either, it might be a procedure, um, especially people with needle phobia. This is where it's really come in to help with um, some instantaneous pain management. Again, stress relief, uh, adding that moment of calm. And even if you have, it might be chronic pain or, or something that you have to endure for a while, this is also a great tool to help get yourself ready to start that process of other treatment or if, if it's diabetes, whatever it might be. Um, it's, it's become a tool that's been used in hundreds of hospitals. We've got it in ambulances uh, across Australia at the moment and we're starting to roll this out. What we've done is created a QR code. So again, for those playing at home, uh, this is a, it's a QR code that is literally stuck on a decal inside ambulances. So if the paramedics pick up a child and they're not trained in paediatrics, they can actually get the family to hold up their phone and start engaging in play within seconds for the kid to literally might be popping some bubbles, might be going through a breathing exercise. Um, what's been amazing, Nick, the, the, the focus was just on children initially. And we've found uh, anybody that's neurodivergent, we've had Alzheimer's patients, we've had dementia patients using this. And um, sadly, I'll share one very quick story that's a personal experience. My mum, so she's 80 years old, she had uh, cancer in a tear duct earlier this year. And during the second round of surgery, she had a heart attack, rushed over to the other uh, Royal Melbourne Hospital. Um, She's always been afraid of needles and doctors and, you know, just petrified of hospitals. But while she was uh, in treatment, they had to change a cannula in her hand and uh, she was on a blood thinner so she wasn't in a good state at all but she was panicking and the nurse was touching her arm just to see if they could find another vein and mum was wincing with her arm and I, I said to her look you have to stay nice and still because if they start putting it in and you move it's going to damage and it's just going to be a mess so you've got to be still mm. so I pulled out the app I turned on the breathing exercise for her. I just put it on her shoulder. She was breathing in and out with the app for about two minutes. She got to a stage, she turned to me and she said, you know what, they can do it now. I'm, I'm, I'm calm enough, they can start doing it. And I said, mum, they've already done it. And it was the first time in her life that she had a needle put in her that she had no idea it even happened because she was so calm. So I can vouch that the app can be used for two-year-olds to 80-year-olds and just be used as a tool just to give a bit of calmness again. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to learn more, I've released my first book, Move Your Mind, How to Build a Healthy Mindset for Life, where I talk about my own journey with mental health and share tips from experts on how to maintain a healthy mindset. You can buy the book on Amazon or through my website at nickbrax.com slash book. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that, mate. And I think such an amazing thing that this can be, it has so much application beyond where you initially were, you know, purely looking at and it makes sense. And I think having something out there, you know, it's free, it's available to anyone. I can see even firsthand, like I, I have a, 
horrible phobia of of needles. I'm I'm, I'm like your mum. I I need to probably need to have a chat with her because I am terrified. I hate veins. I, like even talking about it when I was listening, then I just get queasy. And I I had to get a blood test um, earlier this year, and I almost passed out because I just get so in my head about it. So I I'm going to use your app next time I go and. Um, have to get a needle (laughs) i'm gonna give it a go (laughs) that would be very helpful for sure no so so thank you for sharing all of that so is um oh so this is what i was going to ask where where can our listeners go we'll we'll have all of this in the show notes all of the links but where can they go if they want to learn more about your organization or if they want to find the app or anything else where where can we send them the best spots just their website which is tlcforkids.org.au um, for info about the app, if, wanted, if people wanted to know more about it, it's literally tlcforkids.org.au forward slash app, uh, yep. A-P-P. Um, or if they want to actually access the app straight away on any smart device, it's tlcforkids.app. Oh, so we've made easy. it super simple. Um, anybody can find it. And uh, as you said too, and as I was saying, it is completely free. Don't, don't think that you're going to sign up to something or we're going to track information. Um, it's it's one of these very few apps that they will never be charged for. And if you download it onto your device, it won't be like this update where you have to start paying for things now. Um, the only updates that will ha- be happening will be additional content. And it's really important for us, especially in this early stage, to get feedback from users where people might start using the app and say, look, it'd be great if it maybe had this type of content included in the app. And the 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 fortunate position we're in, we've got local developers, which are literally 15 minutes from our office. Uh, we're in contact with them on a weekly basis. So if we find a new game or activity, we can actually talk to the developers straight away, get that implemented, and then start rolling it out. Because this will be, it's an evolving uh, project, mm. but it's something we really want to get in the hands of so many people, um, especially countries and states and regional areas that might be missing out on normal support services. This is a great tool to be able to provide uh, that additional support for anybody that's having a bit of a, a, a tough time. And I use it as well. I've, I've got a needle phobia myself, which, you know, I've chosen the right profession to get involved with. <laughs> um, but I, I also use the app now um, for, you know, vaccinations and blood tests and all that sort of stuff um, yeah. because it, it, it works. So it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting and we're excited to see how many people can start using it and get it out there. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic and, you know, such a great tool, like you're saying, so needed and anyone listening, please do check it out. We'll have all of the links that you've just read out there uh, in the show notes so you can just click on any of them and check it out. And, yeah, like I was saying before, I can't wait to try this out myself when I next have to get a blood test because I need it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you for everything that you've um, shared on here, Tim. It's um, yeah, I mean, you've got an incredible story. I'm I'm super inspired just listening to you know what you're talking about, and we need more people like you out in the world. So yeah, really appreciate you making the time. Love everything you're doing. Um, we finish every episode with five closing questions. So these are just sort of whatever comes to mind, really, for each one of these. But the first one is, what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Oh, childhood memory would be uh, creating things in the backyard and um, always been quite inventive. So having a play in the, the, the backyard with, um, we were mixing um, different types of uh, soft drink to come up with the ultimate soft drink flavour, which 
ended in absolute disaster, <laughs> and I think we vomited for about half an hour afterwards. But that's <laughs> that that one stuck in my head. <laughs> I've got lots of lots in that in that sort of realm. I love that. That that's great. <laughs> What what do you think is um is currently the biggest burden on mental health in society? Access to services, mm. uh, without a doubt. That's and that was actually and not just using that as the the blatant plug for the app, but we yeah. saw there was a massive uh, massive barrier for access to services, and that's why we wanted to have the app out there to help fill that gap while people are waiting to get the services that they so desperately need. So that's the that's the core thing that we've seen is the biggest problem. I couldn't agree more. And there's so much awareness now, but yeah, there's not enough education and information on and, and access to good services. So yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah. What's your what's your personal definition of happiness? Loving yourself. Literally just lo- loving yourself and be kind to yourself. Uh, if you're not going to be kind to yourself, you can't be kind to others. So that's mm. my, my definition of happiness is to wake up or when you're brushing your teeth, be proud of who you're looking at. I love that. That's a great answer. What are you most afraid of? Not doing enough. I know it's yes. a little bit cliche, but uh, sometimes the, the one of the few things that can keep me up at night is thinking, you know, we've got to help more. We have to do more. So my... Um, my fear is not doing enough, which I know we are doing enough, and I'm told that a lot, but that's the it's probably part of the drive. <laughs> well, I've got that exact same thing in common, exactly. It's sort of you can be reminded and, you know, you are proud of it, but then it's sort of there's always something more that, you know, we're pushing for, which it's finding that balance is pretty hard. But it, <laughs> I love it. it. <laughs> well, final one, uh, you've got many of these. I'm sure there's, well, I know there's many answers that can come for this one, but what are you most proud of? Having an organisation that we've created that I can literally step away from and look at from the street, from anywhere else to look at it and say, oh, this is, we've created a legacy and a legacy that's going to live on far beyond our years, uh, which has now become a bit of a movement and it's literally helping now it'll be millions of people. Um, so I, I could not be proud of what we've created as a team. And obviously this is, as you touched on before, this is, you know, we're all part of a, a, a big group of people. Um, so it's not one person that's ever done anything by themselves. But the, the thing that I am most proud of is uh, an organisation that's truly out there to care and nurture people and make a difference. Well, it's an incredible achievement and, yeah, it's obviously had such a huge impact on the lives of, yeah, it's, it's incredible how many people. So, yeah, I really appreciate you making the time and I've loved connecting with you and, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing everything on the on the podcast today. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Nick. And, and again, I know you would hear this all the time, but congratulations on what you're doing. You are truly helping not just change but save lives. And I, I hand on heart, I know uh, everything starts with a conversation, as we all know, um, but having a resource like yourself and, and an advocate for mental health, you are giving people hope uh, and putting a spotlight on something that is literally uh, in everybody's mind, in everybody's backyard, and should be everybody's concern to make sure that mental health of themselves and others is looked after, and that's where you are certainly leading that that drive. So congratulations on what you're doing, and I'm, I'm beyond pleased that we've connected and um, you know, we've been able to make this happen. 
Well, really appreciate that, mate. Mean, means a lot. And same here. Really glad we've connected. And yeah, hopefully we can um, chat again soon. Look forward to it. Nick, take Thank care. You. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, mate. Thanks to Tim Connellan for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Also, a huge thank you to those of you listening. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to learn more or connect with me personally, visit www.nickbrax.com or send me a DM on Instagram at nickbrax. Please don't forget to click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends, and follow me on Instagram. It really makes a difference. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.